Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. You have your Bibles this morning. Um, we're ready for a journey again, correct? We're in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, and I'm going to pick up where I left off last week. I left you in Franklin, North Carolina, correct? You remember that? Right? I left you there. Right? As we closed about seeking God, we can see that in how we seek those who are in our lives. Did you know that you can check out your relationships here? And it will give you a picture of your relationship there. Did you know that? I want to give you some nuggets this morning as you go to Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. There the writer says, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. We're going to focus on seeking God's face again this morning. And turn from their wicked ways. And then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. How many know that there was strong worship in the house this morning? And I want to finish writing this down. Because if I don't take it when I receive it, I lose it. Anybody else here? If I don't take it when I receive it, I lose it. I'll write it down later. Later doesn't come. Did you know that? So I want to give this to you as I walked up on the platform This is the result of what happened in this house this morning. The greater our worship, the greater the gifts of the Holy Spirit will be in demonstration. The greater our worship, the greater will be the demonstration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The greater... Our worship, the greater will be the demonstration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How many know Jesus in this place? Okay, you've heard of him? How many have looked into the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Have you noticed the miracles? Have you noticed the gifts of the Holy Spirit on display every day? Guess what Jesus used to do? He was a man of prayer and he was a man of worship. The greater the worship, the more you will see the display of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) That was good worship this morning. Not only can I tell you that, I'm going to show you that it's true. Do you remember what the Spirit of the Lord just gave to us? Oh, by the way, the more that you seek Him, the more you will walk in the supernatural. So I was busy in worship this morning. While you were worshiping, I was busy worshiping. But obeying things that God wanted me to write down. How many want to be seekers of God this morning? You want to seek God? I want to give to you these ten things that the Spirit of the Lord dropped into my spirit. Is your spirit open today? If it's open, He can drop things in. If it's closed, the world will play with your mind. Number one. Remember now, God asked His people, and He's still asking His people, seek my face. 
So this is a house that seeks God's face. This is a house that worships God. Let's see if it's true. There's ten things that the Lord brought to my attention this morning. Ready? Someone in this house this morning is going to be facing a Goliath this week. I actually could see David. I I don't know why God allowed me to do that. But I saw David as a shepherd boy. And here's what the Lord said on the back end of that. Someone in the house is facing a Goliath. Go in the strength of the Lord. His name will bring you victory. Number two. Someone in this house is facing a Jezebel spirit. Do not run. Just stand and see the salvation of the Lord. That's opposite of what the man of God, the prophet of God, Elijah did. Elijah ran and hid. But not from God, because God met him there in the cave. Let me go back over number two. Someone in this house is facing a Jezebel spirit. Do not run, just stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Number three. When he gave me this one, I wanted to correct him. (laughs) I know, I'm in the midst of perfect people. I wanted to correct the way he gave it to me because I've never heard it this way before. Someone in the house is facing spiritual imprisonment. The saints are praying for you. Go free. Let me explain it to you this way. I saw while you were worshiping with great worship, with a great worship leader, I saw those men, one would be Peter, and they were imprisoned. But while they were imprisoned for the gospel of Jesus Christ, Because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to imprison this nation. He wants to imprison every church so that we are not free to worship, which reduces the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then we can't pass the test of the weak. So I saw Peter and others that were with him, but there were those that were praying in that same city, and Peter was released. Because of their prayers. Let me go back over number three. Someone in the house is facing spiritual imprisonment. The enemy's trying to put you on lockdown. The saints are praying for you. Go free. Number four. In a moment when I get done with all ten, we're going to give those individuals, and maybe there might be the whole house. I don't know. But you're going to get a chance to stand, and we're going to have a moment of prayer before I give to you the principles on seeking God. Let me say it again. I didn't get it till I walked up here. How many know that he's fresh? <laughs> God is fresh every day. We're the ones that are boring. I'm the one that gets weary in well-doing. But he's fresh every morning. Prove it, Pastor. I thought he was done with me there, and I walk up here, and he gives me the closeout nugget. The greater our worship, the greater will be the demonstration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you wonder why there are not many gifts operating in the churches today? It's because our worship is stale. But not here, because you're getting ten of them this morning. (laughs) Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Number four. You are facing uncontrollable attacks. Resist the enemy and he will flee from you. You know all of the answers are scripture, right? I just didn't have time enough to write down. That comes out of the book of James. 
Number four, someone in the house this morning is facing uncontrollable attacks. Like you just get one straightened out, and here comes another one. And behind you, here comes another one. Listen closely. Resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. Number five, there's someone, in fact, it's a teenager. Wow, I didn't have that until I just stood here. Listen, you may stand in God or you will stand alone. Especially in this country at this hour. You may stand in God. No, 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 not God in you. God, you will stand in God. Stand in God. Stand in God. Just stand in God. Hear the word of the Lord. Stand in God or you're going to stand all alone. Here we go. This is for a teenager in the house this morning. You are facing temptation. But the Bible says there's a way of escape made just for you. That's in 1 Corinthians. Number six. You did come for the feeding of God's word, right? You did come for the demonstration of the Holy Spirit, right? I want to be so comfortable with the Holy Spirit that if God gave me a chance to walk back into the book of Acts, I would feel very comfortable in the book of Acts. Most in the body of Christ would not feel comfortable in the book of Acts. Did you ask me to tarry? How long? Come on, church. Oh, we all love the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but what about the tearing? What about waiting upon God? Hmm. Number six. Wow. <laughs> Holy Spirit. You're ready to cancel your future. But I'm here today to give to you the keys of my kingdom. The word, my word, will unlock your destiny. That's for someone in the house. I hope none of this comes back to me as if, yes, thanks for writing it down, but it doesn't mean a thing to us. Number seven, you have lost your eyes of faith. But the Bible says, fix your eyes on the author and finisher of your faith. Did you not know that I'm standing by your side right now? Number eight, (laughs) turn to someone and say, this is a great place to worship God. (laughs) This all has happened this morning out of worship that you were doing with the worship leader of the house, and now all of the supernatural realm is opened up. Hmm. Number eight. Someone is here this morning and needs to be reminded, your sins have been forgiven, therefore know this, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Someone's sins have been forgiven, but the enemy has been targeting you. Holy Spirit. Someone has been targeted by the enemy, and he's trying to bring up your past. But the blood. Number nine. Holy Spirit. You believe relationships have been lost. This is for someone in the house. You believe relationships have been lost, but I'm the great restorer. As I restored Peter, I will restore you and your family and all of your friends. Trust in God. Oh, by the way, none of this can be up on the screen this morning because I just got it. 
That's not offensive to anyone that does all the work for the screen, but there's no way you could get this to the screen. I just got it. I'm amazed at how the church loves to read about how Israel had fresh manna every day, and then the word of the Lord comes with fresh manna, and we look and go, is that from God? In fact, he would not even let them enjoy today's manna tomorrow. Because it was going to be fresh manna tomorrow. Many within the body of Christ, I'm not talking about forward, I'm talking about the body of Christ, are still living on the manna of years ago. No wonder kids don't want any of it. Let me read back over number nine one more time. We're almost there. You believe relationships have been lost, but I'm the great restorer. As I restored Peter, I will restore you and your family and all of your friends. For I am your God. Number 10. This is for someone here in the house. You have a passion that has been given to you from me. And it's yours. And my child, you will never be defeated. If the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to your heart, I'd love for you to stand across this house off of those ten. We're going to pray now and seal the manna of God's current word as we've been seeking His face. And church, I'm fair enough and I want God to move so mightily that it's not important that my eyes are even opened. I know that I obeyed God. I heard from the Lord and that every one of these things are current. They're true. They're accurate. And the Jezebel spirit is broken and you run to the battle. Goliath is coming down. Your relationships are going to be restored. Your sins have been forgiven. And I don't remember the rest. Let's pray. Father, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. (laughs) Wow. You take my breath away. We stand in awe of the victory that is ours through Jesus Christ, our Lord. How great, how great is our God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. You are welcome in this place. I thank you for the ministry of the supernatural that reveals, clarifies, and kicks the enemy's butt. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Father, thank you. I stand in awe of your greatness. Oh, Father, thank you. Oh, Father, thank you. We're standing here in your presence. And you have brought victory to every one of us. Those that are standing and those that are seated, you're bringing victory. Now we understand more today than yesterday the joy of seeking your face. When we seek your face, we see your countenance. We behold your beauty. And we declare with the psalmist, taste and see that the Lord is good. We bless you. We bless you.
I'm going to ask that Pastor Bradley would come and grab a mic and just lead us in that chorus. And the whole house can stand. How great. That's the chorus I want us to sing to our Father. Is our God. Sing with me how great. Church, are you ready to sing? Let's worship God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great and how great is our God. And how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great. How great is our God. You're the name above all names. You are worthy of all praise. And my heart will see how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great and how great is our God. God's people said? Amen. High five someone and let them know, oh yeah, how great is our God. Amen. Wow, what a moment before the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. Wow. God shows up like that, I don't even have to preach. Let me use this analogy for a moment, okay? I hope you can see this. So you walk into your office tomorrow and your um, employees come around you and you're a leader, you're a team leader, and you tell them this is how the whole week's going to go before the week even begins. That's what God just did. That's what God just did. He just gave us 10 scripts that we can absolutely look at and go, oh, okay, if I face that, I know what to do with this. Okay, if I, oh, oh. Before the battle, he says you are a champion. Before the battle. Where does that come from? It comes from seeking the Lord. It comes from putting Him before anything and anyone. It comes before everything in this very short world in which we're a part of. He must be preeminent. For a moment, I just saw my dad, my earthly dad. One of his key words that he always used to say was this, Christ must be preeminent. In everything. Preeminent means first. Before. Regardless of. He is first. Amen. So we're in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 4. Let's see if I can bring these to the forefront with the help of the Holy Spirit. So that you will know that what you're searching for. What you're really looking for. Is already available to you. None other than Jesus Christ. So why should I seek God? 
One of the reasons that you want to seek God is for his counsel. The wisdom of God, one has said, is well beyond the knowledge of man. Let me read that one again. The wisdom of God is well beyond the knowledge of man. In one of the courses that I'm taking right now on political policy, we're doing debates, live debates, every Tuesday and every Thursday night. It's nice to listen to information and research and knowledge, but it doesn't come close to the wisdom that's from above. And the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 22 and verse 5, I want to invite you to seek God's counsel. We go to others before we go to Him. That should tell you who your God is. Seek God's counsel. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, First, seek the counsel of the Lord. For those that are dating, you ought to ask God's counsel on that date. Before you buy and you explore and you extend all of your financial boundaries, you should seek the Lord about that. Because the wisdom of God is well beyond the knowledge of man. Not only should you seek God for His counsel, but you need to seek God for with all of your heart. Listen to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find Him. With shallow seeking. I slid that in there. That's incorrect. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. I like to be around people that are all in on everything that God's called them to do. Whatever he has scripted, when you go after what he has scripted, the blueprint will be seen. (laughs) What he has scripted. (laughs) One has said, God isn't hiding from us. He's right now in our presence. He's here right now. And desiring a close relationship. Sometimes we miss God because we don't have room enough for Him in our daily lives. We used to sing and we still do. No room at the Christmas season. It's not just at the Christmas season. There's people that don't have room for God day to day. We must cut down on the busyness because none of it will matter right before your last breath. Way too busy. Seek God's counsel. Seek God with all your heart. Next, let's seek God by setting our hearts. It's different. Listen to what the Bible says. Second Chronicles 30, 18 to 20. Boy, set. You know, and again, set. Oh my goodness, set. The most damaging thing to happen on a football field is for the line to break their set before the snap. I don't like that. It's dangerous not to wait for the snap of the Holy Spirit and you jump offside and take off and do what you want to do before He snaps. Second Chronicles chapter 30, verse 18, 19, and 20. Oh God, set our hearts this morning. Set our children. Set their hearts. And the world is, parents, grandparents, the world is really catering to our children so that they will never know what it means to have a set heart. We as parents and grandparents must set that in order. But Hezekiah prayed for them saying, oh, there it is. Hezekiah prayed for them. 
May the Lord who is good. Maybe you just need to make that mental adjustment right there. We have a good God who pardons everyone who sets their heart on seeking God. The Lord, the God of their ancestors. <laughs> Even if they're not clean according to the rules of the sanctuary. And the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people. So guess what? Hezekiah prayed with a set heart. Do you want to grow in your prayer life? Set your heart. Not on the things of this world, but set your heart on things above. I'm inviting you this morning to set your heart. Set it. Set it. Anchor it. Anchor it. One has said, some of us wait to seek God. Some of us wait to seek after God when we think the timing's right. The best time to seek God is right now. Because the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. We are in the now of salvation. Salvation is not only being born again. That is a piece of the entire agenda. Salvation takes you from alpha to omega. It takes you from healing to righteousness to prosperity to persecution. For my name's sake. You see, if you don't have a set heart, when you go through difficult places, you're not going to remain. Set, set your heart. Seek God with no options. Let's see if there's scripture for that. Seek God with no options. Seek God with no options. Seek God with no options. So let me go backwards. Franklin, North Carolina, before I met Robin. Church is wonderful, but church is not the answer. God is the answer. You got to listen. You got to listen. Because you could extract that. You could unplug that and walk out and say, Pastor said that the church, mm -hmm, but you took it out of context. Listen closely. Church is good, but it's not the answer. The answer is God. There are people who have been in church, lived their whole lives through church, and never came into a relationship with Jesus Christ. You've got to know Him. <laughs> got to know Him. you got to know Him. No options. So, <clears throat> I even remember the family. They're no longer here, so they won't be mad. I'll see them when I get there. Their names were the Robersons. When they found out that I was single, they did everything they possibly could to hook me up. But I'm not an easy hookup. Hmm. And they became frustrated. This isn't story time. I'm saying to you, you need to close down some of your options. And so they provided some options. And you know what? It was like, just because they come to church and just because they may be saved doesn't mean that we could connect. And it doesn't even look like a good hookup. <laughs> I remember one time when we were riding over the mountains to Murphy and they were convinced that they had sold me on their idea. Come on, church. People will work diligently for you to buy their bargain. Shut the door of options. <laughs> Specifically about God. And I finally had to say to them, we're having a great time of fellowship here in the church. But I'm going to leave that up to God. 
When you say that, do you understand that you eliminate all other possibilities? And you're closing the door to their realm of bargaining, so they had to do away with their chips. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And guess what? God gave me a great hookup. And listen closely. When I met her, I didn't need to keep dating all over the place to see which one was the best. Oh, that's just your own idea. Okay, keep playing. We are in a nation that is no longer guarded and we pursue every option on the table. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. There's a broad way and there's a narrow way. You may choose. Listen, let me say it again. There is a broad way and there's a narrow way and you are free to choose. But don't come crying. I say that all the time to the kids in school settings. God gives you a free will. Though He is sovereign and though He wants us to seek Him, if we don't want to, He's not going to force the issue. You may have the broad way and play with all the options. Just don't cry. Psalm 63, verse 1. Listen closely. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. that's, That's second level. Second tier. My whole being, oh, that's third tier, longs for you in a dry, and if you don't know that this is America, wake up, in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Sports is not the answer. Finances are not the answer. Politics is not the answer. Education is not the answer. All of those reservoirs leak. But out of your innermost being, the Bible says in John chapter 8, will flow a river of living water. (laughs) I have no options. He purchased me. He redeemed you. He redeemed us. Therefore, close the borders. And I'm not talking about Washington. I'm talking about the borders of your heart. Yeah, he was trying to filter in some, something that he's thinking about. Mistaken. I'm talking about your heart. And I'm talking about putting some parameters, putting some boundaries, creating something from the inside so that everyone comes around you knows there's no need to even ask because there's no options there. One of the things I loved about the old days with Woody Hayes was it was three yards and a cloud of dust and you knew it was coming. What are you going to do about it? I'm talking about the church. When the people of the world begin to see that we have sold out and our allegiance is to Jesus Christ and the supernatural of releasing people from fear and bondage so that they can overcome Goliath and the Jezebel spirit and all of the temptations and all of the setbacks, when we begin doing that, they'll begin to realize these people live with no options. But a good pastor out on the West Coast said, if you're seeking to obey the Lord, see, that's why we like options. And by the way, church, I'll get you out of here at noon. That's why we like options, because we like disobedience. The flesh. I was at Lancaster yesterday dealing, meeting with two men, not the young men anymore, but men, and both of them said, we're here not because we weren't saved, but we allowed our flesh to dictate to the, to the life of Christ in us. Because we are built to disobey the old nature. 
We are built to have our own way. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Yesterday we made a mistake. I'll finish up with Pastor Greg in just a moment. Robert and I were outdoors working and everything's fenced in. Because when you have dogs, you better keep them fenced in. And our good man of God who writes the word for today, Bob Gass, preached a series at Mount Perrin Church of God, said, and the title of the message was, Beware of the Dogs. And he wasn't talking about the world. He was talking about those that come into the church. Preach, Bob. And unbeknownst to us, we made a mistake. We left one of the gates open. Bless God for Duke. God help that dog. If he finds a crease or a crack, it's an option. He's gone. Duke was gone. Oh, he's okay. He's back. No, I didn't touch him. Don't turn that in. No, no, I didn't curse him. I just walked away going, Duke, Duke. We love to leave the gate open. We love to leave options on the table for us. But listen closely, Pastor Greg. If you are seeking to obey the Lord, expect opposition. Expect obstacles. Expect difficulties. But also expect God to see you through. Let's see if we can get one more and we're going to get ready to wrap up. Perhaps I'll come back. We'll see what the Lord wants. I know I want to be working in November on ministering on the importance of being givers financially, sacrificially, sowing, and preparing. So that's going to be in November. That's right around the corner. How many are ready for the fallback? Fallback's coming, right? Okay. Let's do a real quick review as we close. And those men in the back who do such a great job, if you can give me some background music. Um, Not Sweet Home Alabama. Not Rocky Top. Not, Not the Buckeye Fight song, but something that will permeate our hearts. <laughs> so, Pastor, how is it that you can stand in the house of the Lord with God's people? That's the key. God's people, and God begins to give you downloads. Well, because I am a seeker of God, and it doesn't show up on Sunday. It's revealed on Sunday, but it shows up every day. I want to invite you this morning to seek God for His counsel on everything. I want you to seek God with all of your heart. Scriptures all back this up. I want you to seek God by setting your heart. And then I want you to seek God with no options. Why, Pastor? In Psalm 78, verse 34, this is where we're going to close this morning. Seek God before tragedy. Listen closely. Whenever God slew them, that's not a misprint. It just means some of us have been taught wrong. Whenever God slew them, they would seek Him. They eagerly turned to Him again. Close out, quote, many of us know the right thing to do, but we want to do things our own way.
Let me read that quote again. Many of us know the right thing to do, but we want to do things our own way. Let's focus for just a moment on, this is how I didn't see it, church, family, friends, until right this moment. I didn't see how the Holy Spirit put this together two weeks ago. If I leave options on the table for me, I may create tragedy for me or for my family or for those who are connected to me. What does that mean? Well, I'm not ready to get married, but man, does she look good and she looks good and she's hot. Let's see how far I can go with these four and the one that's the best, that's the one I'll go with. Tragedy is just around the corner. I'm walking out of the gym the other morning and I get to the door of our house and the Holy Spirit gave this to me and I wrote it down and I shared it with Robin. Listen closely and we're closing. Listen to what the Holy Spirit said. When self is on the throne... Sin is at the door. You know that's a Bible verse, right? Come on, church. The Bible says that sin is crouching at the door. Meaning sin is waiting for me. Oh, that's how you're playing? Oh, you're going to check out all four of these and then you're going to make your decision? Oh, I thought God was going to be helping you with that decision. But see, that's not just in relationships. Let's talk about this closeout. Years ago when I used to teach out at the old hilltop out on 27 with Jeff Davis... Jeff was here a couple weeks ago. It was much smaller then. There was just a couple portables. That's all we had. Certainly not what we've got today. But boy, we had some tough kids from the east side of Williston. Tough kids. And there was one young man that I really locked into and I really wanted to help. And uh, we'd go out and play basketball on an open court outdoors and he was a pretty good ball player but boy he his package wasn't good on the inside and his profanity and all of that was like over the top and I used to pull him aside and say hey listen we'll work through this okay but I gotta tell you something you gotta stop talking about your mother the way you're talking to her and so he dropped a few bombs my way verbal bombs and I said, you know, listen now, this, this stuff's got to stop. And he just kept it up, you know, and you know the language that is out there. I could introduce you to it, but I'll, I'll uh, refrain. And so I, I, I pulled him aside after it happened the second time, and I said, let me ask you a question. He said, what you got, coach? I said, well, probably not much for you, but listen. I hope you heard that the right way. Meaning he wasn't in a receiving mode. So what I had to offer wouldn't be much. Uh Uh-huh. Got to make sure you know how to tweak. And I said, let me ask you a question. Do you want a short life or a long life? He started off with all the profanity. He said, it doesn't really. He said, it's going to be like this. I said, well, I want to give you some information. Do you have a moment? He said, sure. I said, if you keep talking the way you are talking to your mother, and when she shows up here, I want you to know that all that you're doing is you're shortening every day of your life. He said, where'd you get that? I said, God's word. He said, I don't want to hear that. I said, well, it's still God's word, even if you don't want to hear it. And so the following week, his mother showed up, and he just went nuts, crazy. I hope you're listening. Because he was not about to receive 
some important information what would close some options that he didn't need to use anymore. So I pulled him one more time and I said, I need for you to do me a favor. He said, what's that, coach? I said, I want you, uh, mom, come here. And I called her down to the court, the old court down there on 27. I said, now he doesn't know this, but he's going to do you a favor right now. And she had a little smile and a tear because she knew she's a believer. I said, uh, here's what I need for you to do. And I called him by name and I said, you need to apologize to your mother right now for the way that you act towards her. And I said, you're out here in the public. I can only imagine what it must look like behind closed doors. But when self is on the throne, sin is crouching at the door. And so he said, okay, all right. I apologize. And as she turned and walked away, he started dropping the bombs all over the place. Not real loud, but I could hear it. And I said to him by name, I said, do you want a short life or a long life and he told me where I could go that was a Friday Jeff called me Jeff Davis called me over the weekend and he said hey coach he said um, I need you to do, I need for you to do me a favor I said what's up he said uh, one of our students was killed over the weekend I said what what he said, yeah, he was in a vehicle with some other kids from Williston on the Newberry Road, and they were passing in a no-pass zone. And he's dead. I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, we were just together on Friday. He said, I know. He said, will you be willing to go to Williston Middle School? I said, yes, sir. I went to Williston Middle School, and I walked into the gymnasium down to the foul line on the home side of the court that week, the following week. And there, ladies and gentlemen, you know I would tell you nothing but the truth. There in a casket was the body of that young man. I want to encourage this house this morning. Oh, I don't, this kind of teaching right here and preaching. I I don't, okay, all right. You You can wipe this out, but it doesn't wipe out the word of God. Why do I not seek options? Why am I locked in for the rest of my life with her and I'm not looking around like a lot of other pastors do? I'm not talking about our staff. And see if there's somebody else that might just be able to kind of catch my attention just a little bit better because she and I just aren't quite clicking right now because I have no options. By closing the door to options... You seal the potential of tragedy in your life and in the lives of others. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added. You have certainly blessed this house. You've blessed the body of Christ. Many of us are much better off than we've ever, ever been in our lives. And to God be the glory. But today, Father, there's a longing in your heart that we would just come after you. In Jesus' name, amen. I wonder this morning, how many would like to just stand and say, you know what? Because that's where the Spirit of the Lord asked me to stop praying. How many of you would be willing to just stand and go, you know what? I'm going after his heart. I'm going after daddy's heart. I'm 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 going after daddy's heart with everything I got. I'm going after his heart. I've, I've, I've kind of drifted or it's been kind of blase for a while but man I am, I'm going after daddy's heart I'm going after daddy's heart
I'm going out. Look at this. I'm going after Daddy's heart. And David said, <laughs> no wonder he could handle Goliath. Well, it was really the name of the Lord. David said, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you. Here's what we're going to do. Because you're just as good as I am at praying. We're going to take a moment, aren't we? And we're going to pray for each other, right? Where we're standing, we're going to pray for each other. For what, Pastor? We're going after Daddy's heart. Go to work, and then we'll close. Find somebody. You're going to pray for somebody. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.